a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It is a pleasure to have you with us here for another Saturday morning. This conference weekend, by the way, on uh, KSL. Just a reminder. But after we wrap things up this morning at 8 o'clock, we'll turn it over to uh, Ton and Maria. They'll have an abbreviated version of the greenhouse for you, two hours. Then we'll take you over to Temple Square for uh, the first of five uh, sessions of conference that you'll hear live here on KSL. There will be a special evening general session tonight, uh, I believe starting at 6 o'clock. So we'll have that for you. Yeah, tonight as in Saturday. Uh, That's I, right. I know you're sitting here looking at me confused because I don't know what day it is. We're talking to each other and in studio on That's a Thursday, right. <laughs> but, which is a good time to remind our listeners. For our listeners, it's Saturday. Yeah, exactly. But for us, it's Thursday. Now you've really confused okay. things. Uh, anyway, Russ Smith is in studio for the second consecutive yeah. week. It is good, good to see you. Yeah. Did they call you? They called me. Wanted to put me on the substitute list for conference speakers. No. Oh, okay. I believe I've been removed from I, that list I, I and asked several them others. That. I said, "Call Tim." <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said a minute ago. It's uh, nice to be in studio. It's a little oh, quieter yeah. here than around yeah. the office these days. Oh man. Yeah. This, I like this serenity. <laughs> yeah. Nice soundproof room. Yeah. You br- you brought a new toy in with you I this did. morning too that I hope we'll get a chance to talk about here I, in a minute. I ordered. Yeah, I ordered these a month ago to get on the list yeah to get first to get them and i got them and they just announced it yesterday what we're talking about is something called the inreach messenger from That's garmin right. uh it sure is helpful for me to be able to look at it instead of have you try it to is. describe it to, to me yeah <laughs> but i want to bring and tell here yeah i want to bring uh, navadomskis into the conversation fresh out of what sounds like a stupendous lecture at uh, in the classroom this morning yep they generally are stupendous by the way i always know when it's conference why? Uh, the Cougars play on Thursday or Friday. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is true. There you go. Uh, right. And uh, this being a Thursday night game this week, of course, by the time people are listening to, the, to this, the game will be over. We had uh, Scotty Gerard on this morning who uh, works on our uh, sister station, The Zone, and he, I didn't realize he's the play-by-play voice of the Yankees. So. You did it? Don't you listen to The Zone? I listen to the zone from time to time when it's around, you know, Utah football yeah. or jazz oh, yeah. basketball. Oh, Utah State crack. Yeah. Uh, so I got a little insight into the struggles for our poor Aggies uh, to start this season. They ended the season so high on such a high note last year, and they've just been struggling. But anyway, um, we won't talk much about that because the game will be two days past by the time people are listening yeah. to this yeah. on Saturday. Um, I said a minute ago, you know, uh, I, the, the weeks we worry the most – 
for this program are usually the ones when we feel like we have the least amount of information. And now he says, you know, those are my best lectures. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, I come away surprised, like, wow, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, you know, the best things come up when you don't plan them. I, I remember Navi those walks across the street. We'd park across the street early in the morning on Saturdays, and we'd all meet together and walk across. And we say, "What do you What do you got today?" <laughs> well, I really don't have anything. You got anything? No. Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, those are the best shows. Navi, yeah. Navi, one of my favorite quotes, and I have many uh, from uh, Navi, but my favorite is, you know, I, I have forgotten all the things I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just uh, going to be one of those days today. Uh, hey, I got a better one. Come uh, on. A guy told me I said this. It was better than it really was. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, your version of the story is always better than it right. really was. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right? Yeah. It takes a good assessor to really levy what's going on, and people don't notice. That's the issue. Let's start here, because I, I have family down in Florida, and I know oh, you've got friends, yeah. Russ, in Florida, uh, and we yeah. were just down there for a football right. game, but... We've had extensive coverage over the last few days about, uh, and we're learning more every day, it seems like, of of the damage done by Hurricane Ian. But uh, the good news for my family is that Grandma was fine. She's just north of uh, Tampa. And believe it or not, that storm skirted a little farther south, and they were on the backside of the storm, which pushed the water out instead of pushing it in. So they were very lucky where she was. But it's the wildlife I'm wondering about uh, because of this storm and I don't know if either one of you saw the video of uh, the shark in somebody's front yard, right, right in the middle of the road. I yeah, I watched all the boats go down Main Street in one, one of the little towns. I, I called my buddy Jeff there in uh, St. Joe, Port St. Joe, and they didn't get touched. They're just a lot of rain. Oh, wow. They were all the way out of that system, so that just throws off a lot of rain. Yeah, Navi, I would imagine this stirs up the Gulf pretty bad, obviously. Uh <laughs> If you're talking about fishing, like a Washington, that's Washington on nobody's fishing. radar. Well, I realize that. But I'm talking about the impact to wildlife there. There was an interview yeah. this morning on MSNBC with a gal who uh, was taking care of her husband. She was quite emotional, obviously, because all the trees in the neighborhood were down. And a chimney from a house across the street had been leveled. And uh, she stayed with her husband. They couldn't evacuate because he has a, a some kind of a cancerous growth on his spine. But she looked out the window uh, the morning after, and there was an eagle sitting in the only tree that was left standing. And How awesome is that? She yeah. couldn't help but shed a tear. Yeah. Uh, that that gave her a little bit of hope uh, for all things living the day after. But um, I, I would imagine, and Navi, it's a shot in the dark, but uh, well, all wildlife, particularly the fish, are really screwed up from storms like this. All wildlife, um, and not just the fish. Those those key deer. I mean, all the animals that got storm surged are gone if they're land-dwelling animals. Um, the swamps have got saline in them, and some of those crocodile or alligators can't cope with salt. I mean, the impact of a devastation is far more. We only think of the humans. The animals suffer it greater. They have no place to hide. There's no evacuation shelters for wildlife. Yeah. Uh, this storm surge, the worst of any storm that's ever come on shore. Some of the winds from past storms were bigger, but the storm surge from Ian was was uh, bigger than any other storm that hit uh, Florida. They had 18 feet of a storm surge in one spot. And back to, you know, uh, Grandma Summerlot there in uh, just north of Tampa, it was weird to see the uh, waves, the ocean, or the uh, Gulf water 
pushed out. People were actually walking on the Gulf floor, which is not a bright idea because that water's going to come back in at some point. Anyway, uh, our thoughts go out to uh, families that are dealing with all kinds of things down there. Let's talk about what's coming up on the show today. In the next half hour, uh, Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge and Tracks will join us a little bit earlier than he has been, and we'll uh, find out. I got an email from him. Let me just check it here. Did he sell the boat? Uh, I don't know that he <laughs> sold the boat. I did raise the question last <laughs> week. He's got a beautiful boat with only 30 hours on it that he's trying to move uh, at, a, at a great price right now. So if you're looking for a boat, get a hold of him. But there was a, an offer for uh, some deals as he starts to prepare now for the winter months. But the, the uh, question was, uh, or the uh, call was to have people get up there now because the fall color has arrived. Brilliant up there. Yeah. And it's not going to last all that long. Once things turn, it, they go quickly, particularly the next time a windstorm or a rainstorm comes through. We're going to talk more about uh, places to go see the fall color when we check in with uh, Bob and Mark coming up on the road tripping segment at 720 this morning. But we'll touch on it a little bit with Roger because he's standing right there looking at it at the cabins at Bear River Lodge. Navi's got some fish bites for us, at least uh, I hope so today. Absolutely. So we'll look forward to that as well. Uh, last week, Russ, I don't know that you were on this uh, part of our conversation now because you had to get back to class, but we just touched on the fact that there was a press release from the Division of Wildlife about their drone Drones, squad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds like a great job, actually. If you are handy with uh, the controls of a drone, uh, Captain Chad Betridge is going to join us. We'll talk about some of the training and what they hope to be able to get out of the drone squad, which is my name, not theirs. <laughs> just That's in awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, also noted, the uh, Cowboy Poetry Gathering is coming up in Heber City. It's been a lot of I years. I love Cowboy yeah. Poetry, Tim. So do I. And uh, actually, if if we're all around and have time, I'd love to get up Go, there with yeah. all of us. But um, it's been a while since I've been up there. And it's just it's more than just the poetry. They have music. Oh, all uh, kinds of stuff. I think yeah. Michael Martin Murphy has been up there yeah. on many occasions. Uh, but it happens October 12th through the 16th in the Hebrew Valley, which is a perfect setting for it. So, And there's cowboy art and a lot of other things going on. We're going to be talking later this morning with uh, someone who's on the board of the Cowboy Poetry Gathering. So we'll look forward to squeezing that in somewhere. And I think uh, the Coddles are still out in the RV, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. I just uh, communicated with them this morning. They're in, in Jasper. Oh, one of our favorite places there. Yeah, we. I asked you on the way into the studio whether we, <laughs> did we spend the night there. I don't remember that. <laughs> How could you not forget Jasper? Yeah. Oh, I remember oh, Jasper. Okay, okay. No, we didn't. We were we, we we left our our place on the pass there. I can't think of the name of that on the highway. I, I got a lot. No information here for you, do I? Uh, we left there in the early morning. Rode the ice. Ice uh, Parkway there. Right. Went up on the tram up on the mountain there at the ski resort. And I do remember that. Went into town, had lunch, and did then a little shopping, on. and then hauled buns. That's why I didn't remember much yeah. about it. But we'll find out more about Mike and Jennifer Cottle as they start to wind down their RV adventure. We'll take a break here. On the other side, we come back with some news of the week, so make sure you sit tight. And then Roger Eggett joins us from Bear River Lodge next on KSL Outdoors Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. 
Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Time for a little news of the week here on a Saturday morning. About the time you're listening to this program, Navidomskis is going to be getting his uh, tail ready for a uh, Utah versus Oregon State football game today. I don't get up that early anymore, Tim. No? No. Getting up at, what, six when this airs? No, thank you. Of course, back in the day when you were, uh, we were tailgating, uh, you would have had to be up and around to get things ready, but... Well, I would have had to because I was in studio with you live. Yeah. Any predictions on the Ute game today? Just throw it out there. Well, Ute's going to win, but it's going to be harder than people think. People don't know how good this team is, and their front seven is very good. Yeah. That's kind of my feeling, too. And if we can uh, keep from doing what we did last year and get a block punt to turn things around for us. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, turnover is going to be a big Something deal. Something like that will ruin it for us. Yeah. All right. A couple of things I wanted to get out there on our news of the week this week. Today, as you listen to this interview, October 1st, uh, there's a kokanee viewing, kokanee salmon viewing event at the Twin Creeks Picnic Area at Fish Lake. It'll be happening till noon today, and they're going to be on site, they being the Division of Wildlife Resources, to answer questions and provide information about the salmon. They have a new boardwalk up there along Twin Creeks, which really makes it nights, and it's the perfect place to see these beautiful kokanee this time of year. Either of you see, I posted this, I hope I did, on our Facebook page, which is just KSL Outdoors Radio. The division put a camera underwater uh, up at... Uh, uh, strawberry near the uh, egg gathering yeah, shack there. They got the- and you can see, if you sit there long enough, you can see these salmon come swimming by, which is just fantastic. That's as good as being there. It's kind of like having a fish tank in your front yeah. yard just to sit back and relax. But if, if you look for that link if you can find it because it really is a lot of fun. I, I've never seen the link, but let me tell you, rivers have been doing that for a long time up in Alaska and Washington, so I look at theirs. I don't know how to find the Utahs, but I have walked that boardwalk that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, take advantage of it while these fish are on the run. There's uh, lots of good work of gathering eggs On the right run. Now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey. Fish on All the right. run. Uh, quick note on the work that's being done by conservation officers. We're going to be talking a little less than an hour away now about the new drone squad for the division. But I was just looking at a press release where the conservation officers, now this is just six weeks worth of work between August 1st and September 23rd. And whenever we have these guys on the air, we always take the time to say, you know, thanks for doing the work all the time that never gets any attention. Listen to what they did over a six-week period. They checked the hunting and fishing licenses of almost 4,500 people. They discovered 319 illegally killed animals, including 39 big game. Oh, man. Uh, in the six weeks, they issued 569 citations, and they got 240 tips from the public, which is pretty amazing. I would have yeah, never guessed is. those numbers. Uh, I, were those numbers up from before, or was there any indication of that? You know, it doesn't say here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you sent this to me, didn't you, because I saw those numbers. Yeah, uh, but I was surprised. That's just a six-week period from August 1st yeah. to September 23rd. And hey, what the public needs to know is those tips are key. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, here's the UTIP number, which is 1-800-662-3337. We'll talk more about it coming up at the top of the next hour. Also, uh, got this note of, was this three days ago now, if you're listening on Saturday, that a portion of the Provo River Trail is closed? Mm. 
Uh, they're in the mix, uh, midst, that is, of their next phase of the Provo River Delta Restoration Project. And they're asking everybody to stay tuned about uh, future recreation opportunities that are going to come because of this. But there's a map posted that, again, I will share on our Facebook page so you can take a link and look at it if it's a place you like to uh, get out and um, spend some time, particularly in this fall season, which is so great. And then one note here, a recommendation from the division for those of you getting ready to go out and harvest deer they are asking everyone to uh, bring their harvested animals to various uh, stations across the state so that they can test them for chronic wasting disease. We talk about this every year, uh, but they are setting them up on a five-year rotation in order to sample the deer populations for uh, CWD. And hunters who go to the check stations are going to get a free CWD test if you harvest uh, a deer or one on one of the units being sampled this year. And you can check all of that, uh, which locations, where they're going to be, by just uh, going to wildlife.utah.gov. Click on the big game links there, and uh, you'll be able to uh, find it. All right, uh, that's all we've got time for in this segment. We'll uh, take another break, and when we come back, after a news update, we'll be checking in with Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge. Look forward to sharing his story with you. We'll find out about fall colors and what it's like to spend a few uh, days or even just a few hours up there uh, around Christmas Meadows, just outside of uh, the cabins at Bear River Lodge. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 